in a world where most people watch movies and then forget about them. Three brave heroes join forces to watch them again and then talk about them. Join them in their epic journey as they go back in time, a decade and beyond, to revisit and break down films from a vast array of genres. Do these movies hold up over time? Are they classics? Find out on Retro Movie Roundtable. Starring your hosts, Brian Fry, Chad Robinson, and Russell Guest. Coming now to Headphones in Your Ears. Hello all you lords, ladies, and knights of the Retro Movie Roundtable. Welcome to the show where we watch movies and then talk about them. I am your host, Russell Guest. And uh, if you heard something interesting in the theme song, you've done this once before, but we've got a shake-up. Our, our good friend John has had life happen, having a baby, getting a job, moving, and all this stuff uh, has taken him away from the show. We definitely thank him as one of the show creators, and we will always welcome him back. But in the meantime, we are still going to have three musketeers and three amigos and, I don't know, Brian, give me another three things. Uh, holy trend if we're getting really cocky. Yeah. So anyway, there's three of us, and those are three things that have three things in them. Joining me today is Brian Fry. Evening, everybody. And joining for the first time as a host, you know him well, Chad Robinson. Chad, how's it feel to be a host? It was just wonderful, Russell. <laughs> All right. Well, you host your own podcast now. That's pretty exciting news for you. So we got to get to know you just a little bit more than we've ever gotten to know you before. Just to wind it back, when did you meet Brian and when did you meet me? It was probably seventh grade. Two very different experiences. I wound up in Brian's hotel room for a trip uh, to Washington, D.C., where we mostly watch Bond movies. Uh, Russell, you figured out I liked Weird Al, so we went to a concert. I knew you as far as, hey, this kid likes Weird Al, but Russell's like, this is my friend now. So uh, <laughs> we, we've known each other for a very, very long time. To, on that, though, I, I was like asking my friend already in my mind that we should go to a concert. And uh, Chad's like, <laughs> OK, now that we went to this concert, we can be friends. So I'm really glad I didn't ask a different one of my already established friends <laughs> to, to go to this concert. <laughs> this cemented it. I mean, yeah, yeah R- Russell's barrier for friendship is much lower than mine. My... <laughs> 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 uh, what what well, qualifies me well, is uh, availability and <laughs> reliability. So I am available and I'll show up. That's solid. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, if anybody uh, took me on a trip and watched Bond movies with me, there's a decent chance I'd probably end up being friends with him on that trip too, though. So, <laughs> Hey, man, that, that, uh, that's not the only thing we did that trip. We also bought fake Tommy Hilfiger watches and or Oakley sunglasses from panhandlers on the street. That was classic. Oh, yeah, I had uh, those for years. Yeah, yeah. I think that was maybe my first trip to the Smithsonian. Definitely the first trip that I can remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my grades weren't good enough or if I just wasn't in the smart enough kids class, but I literally don't know what trip this is. I feel like the entire class went. Yeah, that was Mr. Norman's class? No. Because the the big thing was going to the Holocaust Museum. Yeah, I don't know. 
that's a that's a weird thing for a class to be amped up to go to, but that's what our teacher was excited to bring us to. I just might have had the wrong history class. Don't know. Better. It's quite possible I had too many detentions along the way. I don't know. <laughs> you probably you, you were a usual suspect, Ross. Like it wasn't until we hit uh, Cutlip's class that we I really felt the brunt of how many detentions we we've wound up in. I don't feel like I was that bad of a kid to get into detention as many times as I did, but I don't know. Too much talking about movies. <laughs> it was not difficult to get into detention with her. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Chad, when did you discover you had a thing for movies? Say, maybe a little more so than your average run-of-the-mill person. Honestly, I'm su- surrounded by friends that uh, love the movie industry far more than I do. So I've always been very intimidated by the people that I, I'm friends with that just love movies. But uh, I I think there are two different instances where I've realized, oh, I like movies a little bit more in certain genres than normal people do. And uh, it's usually the reactions I get uh, when I talk about how many horror movies I've seen. It's People are just sort of appalled, like, why? Why have you seen that many? And, uh, and Russell and Mary's, uh, particularly Mary's response to how many romantic comedy movies I've seen. There was, there was more shock and awe over that one than there was the amount of horror movies that I've seen. It's just like, really? This one too? But, uh, that's, (laughs) that's what my wife likes. And so that's what I see. I was just going to say, it shouldn't be that weird. I mean, if you're you know, on dates and stuff, then that really should be like a solid genre for any guy who ends up dating. Yeah. My, my favorite mixing of those was, uh, I made a deal to go see a horror movie, but I had to accommodate my wife and go to a chick flick first. So we went to live action Cinderella, which eh, it was fine, whatever. But then we went to go see uh, my horror movie, which I've just... It Follows. We went to see It Follows. Oh, and I love that movie. I do, too. It's a great movie. And it gave my wife nightmares. She, she woke me up in the middle of the night telling me a man was standing in her doorway. So uh, we didn't see a horror movie again for a really long time. Good movie to go out on, though, if you're going to... Yeah, I, uh, I had a similar thing. Jess and I used to go see horror movies all the time. Our first date was to 13... 13- ghosts oh i um, love that but, yeah but uh i i went one one step too far and i took her to see the ring and she has not been to a horror movie with me since <laughs> what about at home can you get her to watch a horror movie with you in the house yeah we watched halloween together um it's usually older ones that have completely lost their creep appeal and please understand that when i say this i don't mean that they're not still scary movies, but I do mean that if you watch the original Dawn of the Dead, that a slowly walking guy painted green is much less terrifying than, say, 28 Days Later, when it's a ravenous horde of, you know, crazily done up, ultra fast, ultra strong things that cannot be stopped. Maybe when we get to Halloween, we can do a bonus episode on this one. But uh, personally, I think the 70s is the uh, golden age and the scream uh, the Scream King uh, decade for me. So I'm going to challenge you on that one later. Oh, but... 80s. Oh, it sounds like we have a, a debate forming. I like it. Uh, I like it. 
But, so, Chad, when somebody asks you why you love movies, like, what is it you love most about it? Is it the fact that you kind of share the experience with other people? Is it that you get into the stories? Or is it just being transported to another place? Like, what is it that's magical about movies for you? I think I just like the way I feel after watching a, a good movie. Depends on, on the genre. I don't tend to go into the depressing movies very much. Uh, I, I like to... Here. I like to feel happy at the end of the movies and my happy is a different than others. Like I'm fine if the villain wins uh, in a horror movie. Sometimes I like that. And my, my wife is just horrified at that. She's like, no, the bad guy won. I was like, yeah, but it was really cool. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like the feeling of a, a good movie and just the elation of, oh, that was really fun. And I'm going to remember that and it's going to stay with me. Awesome. What makes you think that you're crazy enough to join Brian and I here on this podcast here, the Retro Movie Roundtable? I've stuck with you guys for 22 years now. Um, <laughs> That's fair. I, I, I feel like there's a grandfather clause here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, the worst thing about bringing you in as host is we've now lost our reliable guest who uh, you can call up with four hours of notice being like, yeah, I watched The Mist. <laughs> I'll come on and substitute for your friend who flaked out on you. Follow the show, people. Still to this day, The Mist is still our lowest downloaded episode. Uh, just so you know, one of our mutual friends uh, helped us select The Mist and uh, kindly did not show up for the episode. <laughs> and um, Chad's like, I just happened to watch it knowing that you guys were going to watch it. I could do it. And I was like, Yes. See what happens when you follow the show, people? You could wind up hosting one day. <laughs> oh, man. That'll be our back one time. It's like, we need a, we need a guest host. And people will be like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> so, Brian, do you have a couple of fun questions for us? Which we would normally do in the icebreakers. But, uh, you know, let's get fun with it. Let's loosen up here a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to roll this down the hill. All right. Uh, worst movie you had to watch on a plane. And was it your only choice? Go ahead, Chad. I have to confess, I have never watched a movie on a plane. The closest I could give you is uh, my daughter recently watching Paw Patrol or something like that. Paw Patrol saves the bunnies. Uh, she has mercifully <laughs> started wearing headphones. But, uh, yeah. Is that a movie? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Well, that counts then. Paw Patrol saves the bunnies. Yes. Okay. Paw Patrol. To answer your question, Brian, my my worst trip on a uh, my my worst plane movie, which I don't think it's even that rated that badly, but it should be, is the Straight Story. It's about an old man whose eyesight is going bad, and so he rides across the country on like a tractor uh, at the shoulder of the road, and he stops and then basically shares his old man wisdom with people along the way. Um, it's boring, and I don't like it. Sorry, um, I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I feel like you got tricked. Well, I was on a plane, so it's it goes with the whole captive <laughs> audience thing. So, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say. This, it's, uh, this seems like a Family Guy parody, like something they would show. <laughs> right. old, old man in Nebraska driving a tractor on Lifetime. It seems like it could be so, on Lifetime. Go on, Brian. 
So mine, mine's kind of weird on this because it's not that I didn't like the movie because I actually did enjoy the movie, but it was the timing in which it was played and it was the only movie you could watch. And it was actually with John Flack. We're on our way down to, I, I think, Turks and Caicos to go to the beach. And they played Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> and I remember the two of us watching it and then just looking at each other. So who's first in the water when we get down there? Actually, we may have been going to, I think we were going to Key West. So it was like, we were both just like, uh, K. <laughs> so you didn't have super intelligent sharks jumping out of the water to get you then? Yeah, it was, it was concerning. Neither of us are big fans of sharks. And, and we were just kind of like, but we got to watch the movie. I mean, we were young. We were super so we're just like, I gotta watch the movie, but I also don't want to get eaten or be thinking about getting eaten. I bought a movie theater ticket to that one. Uh, not one of my better movie ticket purchases, uh, I, I would have to say. But on that similar note, my dad has a similar story that he frequently mentions. Uh, he was at uh, Daytona Beach uh, when Jaws came out, and he saw it, mm-hmm. as so many people mm-hmm. did early on. And the next day at the beach, not hardly anybody was in the water. I believe it. Uh, I believe it. No, I had the same thing. I had a hard time watching Jaws as a kid. I remember being like six, seven years old at my aunt's house and being like, nah, not that. Now it's one of my go-to like watch anytime movies. The, the first time I saw that was actually at the beach. It was in our uh, in our condo rental. So we watched that and yeah, then went down to the beach for some fun. Man. Perfect timing. We got to do that on this show at some point. It's funny. Jaws? Yeah, definitely. That'd be great to do on the show. Oh, we should do uh, Michael Ch- Michael Caine's Jaws three. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, th- th- that's that's the fourth one, isn't it? That's the the revenge oh, yeah, of the, Jaws. Yeah. Jaws revenge. I think Jaws three D is the worst one personally. I, I think the one before that one is where it bottoms out. I'd have to go back. I I actually really love Jaws two. The one in the the aquarium or the really? Sea World. That's the th- that yeah. is, that's Jaws 3D. Actually, that's the one that I don't 3D. like. Yeah, the second oh, one's oh, still really? at the beach. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, I actually kind of like that one. Um, I don't think I ever saw it in 3D. Was it supposed to be in 3D? Yes. Yep. Like you could see like a arm yeah, floating in the water or, at you and okay. stuff like that. It was yeah, like yeah. Whoa. I don't know. I've always enjoyed that one. In 2D, he's enjoyed the 3D movie. <laughs> it's probably yes. <laughs> need to get my glasses checked. <laughs> All right. So next up is favorite movie to put on when you don't want to think anymore. For me, the the movie that I can have on on in the background without thinking, but still really catch it and even pick out where they are in the movie. Anything from the original Star Wars trilogy. You know, I've I've had that on the in the background so much. Uh, it's on, I think, TBS all the time. They've been running Star Wars marathons in May a ton. And it's one of those, if it's on the channel, yep, I'm committing to however long this is going to run through. That's my afternoon. So, Chad, do you mean by original, like, episodes one through three, say, like, Attack of the Clones? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak of those. They hurt Chad. They hurt Chad deep. They really did. Just 
I I'll say this for for the episodes one through three. I'll tell you the one thing I will say for episodes one through three. Uh, if I could go back and just pluck Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi out of that and either put him in a new one through three or a solo Kenobi movie like they've been kind of teasing us with, I would absolutely love that. He was one part of those three movies that I thought was a gem, and I would love to continue seeing more uh, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hmm, interesting. And would you like to see the Padme trilogy, like her whole backstory? No. No, I would not. not. Even a little bit. Yes. Uh, I could go the rest of my life without ever seeing it You know what? I do want the movie where Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith and he ruined everything on purpose. And the, uh, I will admit that that was a fun fan theory. Like Darth Jar Jar, fine. Like if he throws off the ridiculous accent and everything else, it's like, yep, it was me the whole time. Fine. That could have redeemed. You it. said, "Find the dark side." Oh. <laughs> so as for me, I took the "don't think about it" in a very different direction. Uh, I, I love Star Wars; it's comfort food for me too, uh, much like Chad. But and I can watch it any time. But to me, when you say "turn off your brain and enjoy it," uh, a movie I enjoy coming back to. Uh, is Dude, Where's My Car? with uh, Sean William Scott and uh, Ashton Kutcher. Dude. Sweet. Dude. I mean, for, <laughs> I, I, is it just me? or I have never heard anyone actually defend this movie or say, hey, this is something I want to see twice. Oh, I don't know about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Mary and I have enjoyed this one. I'll just be on my island here, but they found the car, and that was enough for me. Stop spoiling movies, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) What'd I I do? Speaking of uh, movies where they can't find their car and then they find it to hilarity, uh, that's one of my favorite aspects of the movie, The Other Guys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We will have sex in your car. (laughs) <laughs> is your name what was it dirty jimmy or something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um for me i can go a couple different directions with this because i have i have several of these type of movies um on one hand there's like the 90s action films that i've really liked like murder at 1600 or the fugitive tombstone is another big one as as far as westerns go i could watch tombstone just put it on and really thoroughly enjoy it end to end interesting i don't think the fugitive i know well and i love that one i still need to see tombstone someday though so i i'm not versed with that yet no that's a good one pretty good indicators of when you need to pay attention to that one right Hunt, hunt for october is another solid i feel like that one demands a little more focus though well not when you've seen it the number of times I've seen it, um, I can see if you're watching it the first time, you've got to follow along. But um, I've probably seen that movie in the several, several hundreds, like maybe not 500 times, but close. Uh, wow. I, I I love it. It's one of those ones that is, if it's on TV, I'll stop and watch it, even though I have it on digital and DVD and probably VHS somewhere. Do you enjoy watching The Hunt for Red October in October? 
Uh, I rarely, rarely watch it in October, but I have no factual information to back that up. <laughs> All right. So next up, um, I wanted to know who is your favorite actor or an act actress who is generally, or at least uh, at one point in their careers, mainly associated with rom-coms. So for actress, I think I've got to go with Julia Roberts. Um, she's been in some bad romantic comedies, but I, I love when she's in the Oceans movie. She's a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, she was a good actress in. Uh, I, I even like Pretty Woman. I've had to see that movie, oh, jeez, a couple dozen times probably with Sarah. Uh, that's another darn TBS movie whenever it's on. Or, it stays on. And hear me out here. Maybe she had to watch it a couple dozen times for you. Yeah, no. No, that's... Uh, I, I think Richard Gere uh, gets her gears going. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia Roberts for the actress. For the actor, uh, Heath Ledger. I, I like uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Loved him in Night's Tale. Uh, really enjoyed him as the Joker and Dark Knight. Ah, oh, the great so, rom-com, The Dark Knight. Yes. yes. It, <laughs> it, it really is a love story between Joker and Batman, though. I mean, it's they need each other. Hmm. Stretch, <laughs> stretching it on that one. <laughs> He's in a couple uh, uh, movies that, that I would consider uh, romantic comedies, but uh, I get... I, I'd say I get crap more often than not for um, being a fan is uh, Josh Hartnett for me. I am a huge fan of 80% of his collected work. Yeah, but then he goes and does Pearl Harbor and you're just mad at him. Yeah. I feel like, honestly, when you say Josh Hartnett, the first thing that comes to my mind is Hollywood Homicide. I think of Sin City. Um, actually, Russ, Russ, the one you give me the most crap about liking is 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh, yeah. I don't like that movie. I'm not with you on the Hartnett thing, by the way. I feel like he's wildly subpar. Like, I feel like I feel like he's a solid one and a half star actor. But uh, like 30 Days of Night, Black Dahlia, Lucky Number Slevin, uh, Bonkaroo, Penny Dreadful was awesome. Oh, I did not. Uh, he actually I was so even... disappointed by that series. Oh, really? Oh, I liked it. He even showed up for a couple of Drunk Histories, which was hilarious. Uh, if you've never watched Drunk History, this is the plug for Drunk History. He plays uh, Clark Gable. <laughs> Chad Chad has a master's in history, right? So, I mean, uh, for my version of Drunk History, we just need to get Chad drunk. <laughs> oh, and we can't, forget, uh, we can't forget Black Hawk Down, O, those were both solid. Oh, and The Faculty. Oh, the first movie I ever saw him in, The Faculty. The yeah. horror movie. Yeah, that's worth that defending. Awesome that's a good one. Yeah. I liked Lucky Number 11 out of those. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good movie. Ross, how about you, man? I'm not very versed in this one. Uh, actually, of Mary is not into the rom-coms whatsoever, and so I've not gone to many of them in my life, and uh, if anything, I've pulled a couple off just being like, you know... A lot of people are into this movie here. Maybe we should just figure out what's going on with it. So oddly enough, I'm sometimes the one who suggests maybe we should watch this chick flick that just culturally people seem to know what this love actually thing is. And maybe we should watch that. Or uh, maybe we should see, I don't know. I, re I remember one caught my eyes. Like I think it was what, what Women Want with Mel Gibson. I was like, you know what? 
I want to know what it's like if you can actually hear women's thoughts. Where does this go? Um, so I've actually had to go. I'm oddly enough the one that goes to the bad for them. Uh, so that is a very unusual uh, situation in its own right. So uh, my bad answer to this one that I'm not sure that I can come up with as well as you. I know Drew Barrymore has a lot of, you know, she's the sweetheart in a lot of rom-coms. And I'm more familiar with her other work, but I love Drew Barrymore. And I know that she has a lot of rom-coms. And then the other one that I might count on this one, I don't know, you can tell me if this constitutes or not, but uh, I love Cameron Diaz. Uh, things like Something About Mary is, is a rom-com, and so is like uh, What Happens in Vegas. They might not be the sappy rom-coms that we might be thinking of when we talk about this, but I'm a big Cameron Diaz fan. Uh, yeah, that counts. I mean, she's yeah. got stuff like Night and Day as well. That was a terrible movie. Oh, gosh, I had forgotten about that movie. Yeah, I wish I could. <laughs> And in fairness, I don't think it's her fault or Tom Cruise's fault. I just don't think it's well made. <laughs> it's oh. everybody's fault. They signed on for it. <laughs> I heard the actors were paid. As, as far as actresses go, though, I'm going to go something rather new on this. I am such a huge fan of Anna Kendrick. Um, yeah. The Pitch, Pitch Perfect movies were great. Uh, I actually read her book. It's called Scrappy Little Nobody. So anyway, yeah, big fan there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to the rest of her career. I think she needs to play more songs with cups. <laughs> Did you hear her like, I don't know if it's like a Twitter apology or what about cups. She was like, to all the parents who have to listen to cups on repeat, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> Guilty pleasure, but uh, you know what? I like it. It's on my iPod or well, my phone. I still say iPod. <laughs> all good. She was great in a really weird horror movie called The Voices with Ryan Reynolds, where the, he heard his pets talk to him. Very strange oh, man, movie. I seen that. Yeah, it's. I liked. Uh, I liked Up in the Air. Yeah, that's a good one too. Kind of getting to that point. Uh, my last question for you, Chad, is name three guilty pleasure movies. The first one, and I've got to pick this fight with you, Fry. I've already posted about it uh, long ago when you. Uh, besmirched Troy's good name on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure how good the name is, but I mean, it was besmirched. Don't get him wrong. I mean, there was much besmirching. This this is a baffling one to me because this is my favorite time period in history. I love ancient Greek and ancient Roman history. This is not historically accurate in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why this movie resonates with me, but I just enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun, uh, ancient people fighting, and I enjoy that. And Orlando Bloom's a punk in the movie, and he was the perfect punk for that movie. You know what? Uh, Brian doesn't like Ben Stiller, and he's professed it on countless episodes, and you know that by now. But Chad has an unusual, strong dislike of Orlando Bloom. He's he's the worst part of the Pirates movies. He was in the Hobbit movies, which just makes me mad to begin with. Uh, I can I can understand that. I wasn't a huge fan of that either. However, I did enjoy um, blanking on her name, but Girl from Lost. Evangeline Lilly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. that's, I was okay with that. No Toriel. No elves. Just stop it. I mean, there's that one scene that you should have with the elves, but that's it. <laughs> I like Orlando Bloom, and I like... Uh... It's a big 50-50 coin flip with me on Orlando Bloom. I don't dislike his performance as Legolas in the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, 
I'm obviously not a fan of Troy. Uh, I really did like Elizabethtown. Oh no. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of his part in pirates, but then to the back to the time period thing that Chad was talking about, I really do like kingdom of heaven, which I've mentioned a couple times too. So yeah, I go back and forth. Uh, he's very hit and miss, uh, kind of like M night Shyamalan's entire career. Oh, he, he was the guy that you just with black Hawk down. It's like, it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> you're the person, perfect person to pin this on. So <laughs> right. you're saying the happening was a big hit. And what was a miss now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I'd put that. Um, no, I would say um, Six Sense was a big hit. Unbreakable, not so much. Signs was a big hit. The Happening, not so much. <laughs> what's happening to the trees, guys? I don't know what's happening he, to the trees. He wrote, he wrote Devil, and I yeah. enjoyed Devil, but he did not direct Devil. Uh, Girl in the Water. <laughs> Lady in the Water. Oh, yeah. boo. Like that one? No, nope. <laughs> Three quarters of signs was fine. That's true. The, the the ending of that one was a little rough, but that's the same thing that happened with happening or not happening. The village. Yeah. Like three quarters of the village. No, I love the village. I love three quarters of the village. I love. Like <laughs> you know what? Now that I'm now that we're going through the hits, I, I feel like I might be three quarters okay with Shemalon. Go watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, and you won't be. I haven't seen that. It's true. I haven't seen that. I, I'm actually a little upset. I, I have to admit that I've seen that. Yeah. That, that movie had potential. That could have been, I'm not even a big anime fan and that could have been cool. That's a bad movie. I won't defend, but uh, anyway, please continue. Speaking of ones that I will defend horror movie genre, I'm going to go with zombievers. It's exactly what it sounds like. They are zombie beavers. It is a B-level movie through and through. It knows it. The zombie beavers are ridiculous. They attack a bunch of attractive late teen, early college people. It's just exactly what that movie should be. And I'm not going to apologize. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I will cop to have also seen that movie. I laughed many times and I will put it right up there with Thanks Killing. Yes, yes, that is a very good one. <laughs> um, and if I've got to pick a, you know, this is meant for not my audience, Pitch Perfect, Brian already brought it up. I enjoy the Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, yeah, saw the first offered. one begrudgingly and uh, then went to uh, Redbox and saw the other two. Hmm, interesting. They're, yeah, they're, just, they're charming. Just really had to like drag me into that movie. Uh, I, I think I gave her a really hard time about it. And then after the movie, I was kind of abashed because I really, really enjoyed it. I love the announcers. I wanted an entire movie. Oh, yeah. just them. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Well, just I did like me. the announcers and Fat Amy has a few parts in it. I haven't ventured past the first movie. I don't know that I need three of these. Oh, I, I love the, the, the quiet Asian girl. Like, yes. I, I, I hate my sister in the womb. Like that whole thing. It's like, oh, the demons are gone. I can talk now. <laughs> John Lithgow's in the third one. Yeah. All right, Russ. What's up, man? One of the ones that comes with guilty pleasures for me. Um, this is definitely geared more for female audiences, but I think it's a really good movie. Uh, Tina Fey wrote it, and I'm going to go with Mean Girls on this. I, I'm a huge Tina Fey fan, and 
Honestly, I liked Lindsay Lohan. Her, the early part of her career was uh, was promising. Uh, it came to a crashing uh, collapse. But, I mean, Mean Girls, really good movie. Yeah, I'll die on that hill with you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, maybe not the most guy-friendly movie, but uh, I, I like it. There are a couple lines that I quote just so people know that I've seen it. <laughs> For instance? I will at least once a year say something is very fetch just to see who looks up okay okay <laughs> that's that's my go-to i'll just be like, oh that's fetch sometimes my boobs know that it's gonna rain <laughs> how do you know <laughs> well when it rains they get wet oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good it is good right. um that's, so that's <laughs> um i forgot about that Chad continues to hammer me on this one, but maybe it's just my general enjoyment of uh, Owen Wilson. And, and uh, But I enjoy You, Me, and Dupree. It's just a fun time. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes tells me I shouldn't like it, but I do. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is right. Shame on you. I have no opinion. I'm not 100% sure I've seen that movie. He so... lives on their couch, and he keeps coming back, and it's just... Well, yeah, he's the ultimate mooch, but... Is it an awkward comedy? No. Yes. No. Okay, then I'll pass. <laughs> it's got the it's got one of the greatest interview scenes ever where he goes into an interview and starts complaining about like uh he's like this isn't one of those places is it like we're like they're all uptight. What do you mean? Like I'll oh, be here by a certain time and you got to stay long enough. He goes, "Well, yeah." And uh he goes, "Wow, really? Man, uh I'm a little concerned. That... So what's your policy on victory over Japan Day?" Like, we work. Wow, ah, I'm I'm afraid to ask about Columbus Day. We work then too, and then like he just like pulls the inner like he like pulls the resume out of the guy's hands. He goes, "I'm gonna need this back." <laughs> so for my third movie, I'm gonna go with again Ben Stiller. Brian's not gonna like this one. Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and Christopher Walken in uh, Envy. It's an offbeat comedy. It gets a lot darker than I think most people want it to go. Ryan Tomatoes tells me I shouldn't like this one, but I do. Okay. You actually have two on there that I'm not sure I've seen. Now, I will say that I probably haven't seen Envy on purpose based on my <laughs> uh, Ben Stiller feelings. Yeah, but that, uh, I do that, like uh, Owen Wilson, so the other one is, is still plausible. That description just sounds not up my alley. Dark comedies, not my thing. It doesn't look yeah. like it'll be dark by the previews, so I think it disappointed a lot of people because of that. I think people went in wanting maybe, you know, meet the parents, ha, 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 Ben Stiller, and it it's not that. It goes darker. Well, I've got three here that some of them I think are generally good movies, but I, like kind of like Russell said, some of them aren't exactly the highest rated movies. And uh, one of them is one that I just feel like it's one of those movies I shouldn't like, but for some reason I really do. Uh, so I'll start with that one, and that's 1999's Girl Interrupted. Um, I I don't have a, a great reason for liking this movie, but anytime it's on, I end up watching it. I've wanted to see that so. one. I just never have. I, it's a young Angelina Jolie, right? Uh, young Angelina Jolie and uh, Winona Ryder. Um, it is uh, – it's – it's not that poorly rated on IMDb with a 7.4, but it's got a 51 from Metacritic and um, a dropping popularity rating. So hmm. uh, anyway, uh, my number two guilty pleasure is Bruce Willis in The Last Boy Scout. 
I don't know that one. What is it? Yeah, I haven't seen uh, it. it. So it is a, I think it's late, no, no, early 90s, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Uh, Damon Wayans plays a ex-football player turned basically Halle Berry before she's famous as boyfriend. And uh, Bruce Willis is a detective uh, who's also an alcoholic who reluctantly takes this case to put the two of them together. And it's one of the first kind of comedy action tandems that you'll find. Uh, IMDb gives it a seven. Metascore gives it a 52. So uh, it's just uh, it's it's one of those movies that kind of got me into the action comedy. I'd watch piece. that. Yeah. So um, anyway, I don't know if it would technically be a a, a guilty pleasure, but uh, it's it's one you never hear thrown around, and I really enjoy it. Hmm. And lastly, I'm gonna go with Johnny Depp's Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I said. It's, defend uh, yourself you were doing better when i hadn't seen the movies no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you have to look forward to um i don't know i liked the cinematography of this movie i liked how dark it was um i liked christopher walken as the headless horseman um it is it's a edward scissor handsy art piece on on the story so um, I don't really defend necessarily the rewatchability or anything to anyone, although I do like to rewatch it. Uh, but I like movies like this. I like the use of color, the use of uh, you know the the lighting, the setup um, to really instill mood. Uh, it's it's a weird movie. It's Tim Burtony, and 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 I like it. I will also say that Sleepy Hollow has the best scores out of any of the three that I mentioned. Wow. That yeah. Now I'll tell you that I'll, I'll throw you guys a, a a little bone here in terms of a movie that I'm looking forward to making this list. Uh, I have not watched it yet. It is sitting downstairs on my coffee table right now to watch, and I am super excited about it. It is Sam Elliott in The Man Who Killed Hitler, then Bigfoot. That sounds promising. I I know right gosh it, it, yeah I was in theaters too for like five minutes I'm super <laughs> excited about it um it, it was I don't know if it, I I don't know anything about it all I know is I saw the preview for it when it was coming out I said I must go watch this movie like completely compelled to see it forgot about it and then it popped up on my screen again and I was like ooh bye 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 so uh, I'm not asking any questions love Sam Elliott. The title alone would probably get me to watch it, but his name got me to buy it. Uh, so, yeah, that I'm looking forward to that, maybe making this list in the future. Sounds great. So, Chad, any resolutions or commitments to the Retro Movie Roundtable as you begin your tenure? I'm resolute on giving crap about Ben Stiller to Russell forever. Like, he will hear me complain about Ben Stiller for the rest of his life. You're going to chase away yeah. the viewers I, I, with... with... <laughs> Jerry Stiller is going to be like, it's terrible. One star. That's I, one of my, hey, Russ, it's one of my favorite quotes from, uh, oh, I'm a blank on his name now. Um, Howard Stern, private parts. It's like the majority of viewers who like him, listen to see what he'll say next. Most of the Howard Stern haters listen twice as much because they want to hear what he says next. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a simple man, so I, as far as my resolutions, it's probably to make everyone that actually appreciates cinema for the the great cinematography and all the stuff going on in the background, and like that's the only thing the movie has going for it. I'll uh, I'll cite Suspiria. That's this. I feel like this is a movie where artsy people will say they like it. They don't really, but because it's got a bunch of artsy stuff in the background, they're like, yeah, that movie was great. But if you just watch it, it is terrible. Suspiria is boring. If you like the type of movie that Suspiria is, uh, you're you're probably not going to be a fan. We're probably going to be <laughs> going back and forth on those. Uh, I, I like movies that entertain me not uh i think the edge of that is something like mandy mandy was i've never heard of this suspiria movie it's been uh, on my not... to see list for a long time and there's a remake that looks really interesting too that i believe is on amazon and uh i i want to see both of these movies so yeah it's and... 1970s or so it's it's a very very strange movie where they'll cut to just random people dancing in in seemingly the wind it's got a great soundtrack the but other than that, it's really there for the visuals and for kind of the technical backgrounds of it. And that's that's not what I go to movies for. That's not really what I appreciate. So if that's your thing, I'm probably going to make you mad on a regular basis. Don't worry, artsy people. I'll come to your rescue because I like these things. Yeah. Well, well let me go, all right, go see so Suspiria. I will. Since, since we're a little off the rails on uh, on talking about horror movies... I'll add one last question. Where to do the two of you fall on the movie The Cell? You know what? I normally hate Jennifer Lopez as a general concept, like in her music especially. But uh, you know what? This is probably her high point for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> actually so I feel I feel like this is a movie like um, much the same as uh, What Dreams May Come. I thought they were incredibly visually interesting movies. So I would say that I enjoyed watching both of those movies more than I enjoyed the movie. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm kind of getting yeah, at? Like there was, there was just some visually cool stuff going on. I feel like that's the entire Hellraiser series summed up in one I statement. See that. Hellraiser is good. Yeah. I see that. I, I, no, Hellraider, Hellraiser is not a good movie. None of them are good movies. They're visually interesting. They're not good movies. Boo this man! No. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we brought uh, Chad on the show. We needed we needed some uh, we needed some hot takes and uh, need, some controversy. <laughs> he's 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 our pot stirrer. Yeah. As you can see, gang, this is going to get spicy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People said they liked uh, that one episode where Brian's like, "Guys, The Graduate, I don't get it." <laughs> it's gonna be still, like that more I often. Still, uh, <laughs> that that fundamentally altered Dustin Hoffman for me forever. Still a good movie, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're you're wrong on that one, but it's okay to be out on the limb. Yeah, I look, man. There's just some some things you're gonna have to punt on, and that's just gonna be a punt for me. I I truly do hope that maybe in 20 years I'll go back and be like, oh, why did, why did I have a problem with this? But yeah, yeah. right now. Royal Tenenbaums. I know you guys did that. I know, Fry, you compared it to Purgatory. That's 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 a worst level for me. Like that's another artsy, oh, so, so artsy real, movie. Real <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I. But here's the thing. I didn't hate Royal Tenenbaums. It was just there. 
Yeah. It's one of those movies that exist. It's like you have all these talented people and you're just wasting my time. Please just Mm. (laughs) let's get on with this. Let's (laughs) let's roll credits. Now that I've made everyone mad. Well, you're going to have a lot more chance to hear more of Chad's hot takes and insights and controversy. He'll be here to stir up the pot with us on the show. Sometimes he's the contrarian, and that's sometimes what exactly what we need. Be nice to vending machines. Yes. <laughs> Fry, Fry hasn't heard my big take yet. but I wanted to share with you a review on iTunes. Uh, I want to remind everybody how helpful these are. This is what grows the show. This is what really is the lifeblood of the show. So if you have an iTunes account, Please, please, please take 30 seconds to search Retro Movie Roundtable, go down, give it a five-star rating, and write like a review. It really helps the show. And so I want to call out uh, Mimi JFG. She says, loved it. Uh, Fun listen for someone who isn't even a super big film buff. The personalities are fun and informative. Wilma Greeneye says, great fun for a deep dive into movies. These guys pick movies we all know and love. Can't wait to hear more. To all you uh, lords, ladies, and knights of the Retro Movie Roundtable, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, like us on Facebook. Write to us at RetroMovieRoundtable at Yahoo.com if you want to be on the show. Who knows? If you're on the show enough times, maybe someday you'll become a host like Chad. Your dream might come true. Uh, also, it helps if you've known us for 22 years. That is a prerequisite. It's tough. To everybody else out there, take care of yourselves. And watch more movies. Brian? Chad? All for one and one for all. There you go. Three Musketeers.